This is Carl. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. It's Carl. Award knighthoods in the Order of Australia to Prince Philip. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Hold the front page. Alba likes a beer after work. I think he's completely out of touch with what the people of the country want. Prime Minister walking around with a lump of coal. He's a fossil with a baseball cap. Hello, Australia. Uh, welcome once again to mm. Australia's mm. favourite podcast on Australian politics by Australians mm. who are in Australia. It's so you live in Belconnen. Bel- Belconnen. G'day, sausages. Have you taken a Valium this week? Because you kind of peaked last week. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just mixing it up, Siege. Oh. Uh, g'day, sausages. Who it, says Xanax and podcasting do not mix? G'day, sausages is me, me Will Grant. Me, CJ Josh. And me, Ron Toilet. Welcome again, CJ and Ron, to G'day Sausages. This is our semi-weekly cathart on all what shit what has happened in yeah. Australian politics. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying on something a little bit different this week. We're coming to well, you from to. A, a relaxed Saturday lunchtime rather than a frenetic Thursday evening. Because tiling your stupid stables took us a long time. It took longer than we expected. Your horses <laughs> are demanding fuckers. Um, also, in honour of our UOK day, I said, no, fuck it, I'm not. So I'm not, I needed the brain space, the bandwidth, and I appreciate that you, our dear listeners, you'd appreciate that as well. And so now we're doing it in glorious sunshine and I'm not completely tired. It's really exciting. It's actually quite a good time to do a podcast. But I, well, I don't like it. I, I don't think, like it. I, I, think, I use the weariness as energy. This is <laughs> look, I feel me. like, yeah, the weariness, the, the end of a day of work, it's like I have a lot of fucks to throw at the rest, <laughs> of, the, uh, the, rest of the world. What I mean by that, listener, is, yes. is <laughs> I, we are taking on your catharticisms, uh, you know, the energy of the week. But once it comes to Saturday morning and the sun is shining there ain't no problems in the world so and if, we can't go anywhere if by the end of this podcast we have decided that uh, scott morrison is the greatest prime minister uh that australia has ever had blame the weather yeah. not us because yep. i want you if we do that i want you episode. i want you to euthanize the three of us like <laughs> one bullet through all three noggins if that's what we end up doing because we would have earned that it would be the thing ah uh, well how was your how was your week we we are you okayed yes. Yeah, yeah, no, it was re- it, it was like work is really frantic at the moment and this whole idea of, you know, you're working from home and it's a little bit the pace isn't there is, has not occurred for me again. But, um, yeah, I just didn't have the brain space to absorb some of the bigger issues that were around this week and mm, it would mm. be a disservice to our listeners if I didn't have even a cursory glance at some of it. So, and that is our underlying motto, no disservice to our listeners. Pretty much. Didn't sign up for that. It's not we don't like motto. each other. So um, we only, like, this well, is mandatory. The fact that we have to do this podcast is part of our, you know. Community service. Community service orders. That we <laughs> have to be able to participate with other people yeah. and act like grown-ups. If you haven't done a podcast this week, you've got to go back in inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, Me, Siege. Operating the press. Um, I get that lockdown is wearing. It is tiring. We three, like many others in Australia, are working our dates off in uh, in lockdown. Uh, but mm-hmm. Freedom Day is coming. Oh, my God. Does that not give you the shit? <laughs> <laughs> you triggering Jesus. son of a whore. Christ on a bike. That that I just saw, like, because what time is it now? Well, quarter to one. Um, so we just had the Brad Hazard thing and the number of dumb, feeble-minded freaking journalists, which is mm. not something I usually 
say because I'm a bit of a defender of the journalists and that. But this adoption of the language that's being mm. fed out to you and then broadcasting it back to people going, and when we get to Freedom Day and when we get to do these things, like have a fucking brain of your own and decide I want to murder it's not people Freedom when Day. I hear that. I want to murder them. So what's your with framing siege? Fingers. Uh, Granny's well, going to die also, day. So or? What, what of of the freedoms of the world? What don't you have at the moment? A, Apart from going down and getting a coffee, I mean, oh, seriously, can just can't on the list of things that people put in in their um, declarations of independence and their human rights statements and things for countries and all of that, you know, their constitutions, nothing that we are doing at the moment is prevented in, you know. You're in, being too kind. It's what I was saying phone. before. It's because it's it's adopting this bullshit rhetoric that. People are deliberately taking shit away from us in order to make us suffer and punish us. That's what Freedom Day implies, and you can go and get fucked. Well, yeah, you can go and get fucked. And also, because if stuff was actually taken away at the right time, you wouldn't have had this yeah that we have now. Oh, they should have gone with my life motto, which is go hard, go deep, and get out. That's what we should have done. And then Freedom Day. Oh, my God. That's how I've we should have I've never loved you more this. than I do right now. Oh my god! So, Look, so let's just go for recording um, during of, the day is good. Out of the, out of the, out of the sausages, Freedom Day is is a no for you. Siege, no for you. No. Right? You of course are going to defend it. Come on, oh, come, on. come on, have a go. It's come bullshit. On. It's bullshit. But oh, right. but. Uh, Oh, look, I, you know what fascinates me is it's a freaking hard conversation to try and work out, all right, how are we going to live with this stuff? And I find, you know, yes. there's 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 the, some people on Twitter, it's like, no, we must re- remain locked down for eternity, for our safety. Rod, you're, of course, in that camp. Um, oh, I think longer than eternity. I don't think eternity is long no, enough. Rod how can we be, be sure? Happy. Yeah, yeah. You should yeah. do a, two eternities. Like, you get to yep. the end of eternity, then get a time machine, go back to the start, do a second eternity of lockdown. It's the only way to be sure. The only way to do it. I am now a total inside human. Then there are the libertarians who who want their right to uh, lick, lick people in the street again. Yes. Uh, that's what they're demanding. I, I feel... I feel it's difficult for people to have this debate on Twitter. Maybe I, I don't know. What Twitter's what? usually really good for that. It's an excellent platform for the exchange things. of ideas, free exchange and supportive consideration. I uh, look if 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 Freedom Day. I think the other way you could frame this is um, Vaccine Incentive Day. Uh, in the sense that I get people are people are rapidly getting vaccines, and if there is enough vaccines, then that is a that is an important issue. If it's going to be an incentive to say, all right, like the French, you know, the French had you can't go into a cafe unless you've been yeah. double double vaxxed. Yeah, you know, New South Wales has gone with haircuts as their number thing. So France is is coffee. Things- wait, wait, wait! And, what and you get South- a free haircut? You get a vaccine, you get a free haircut. Uh, I think so. Well, Doesn't no. that scare you a little bit? Well, Me? Today, no, I'm never having that- a haircut again. That's what I mean. What if they make you have a haircut? It's not the vaccines I objected. They held me down God, and cut my hair. Gladys would. Not, not an ACT. Thank you, Andrew Barr, will save us from mandatory haircuts, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, you're talking to three people who probably get their haircut, what, twice a year? I mean. Like, oh, no, no, I get mine done and pretty much monthly. No, I get, yeah, I get, oh, yeah, I get, I get like a time. molecule trimmed off the edge. That's Jenny's like, you, you went and got a haircut? And I'm like, yes, I paid for this. And she's like, can't tell. Nah. Do you know the mistake you've made? And I'm just going to put this challenge out there. Not growing your moustache back with that hair, I, I think it's the biggest mistake you've made. I have literally tried. Like, like, no, like, you know, you know, the way to grow a moustache, you, you let your, you let your beard grow for a bit and then you shave everything else off. And then there's a moustache and I'm like, oh, my God, that's I, I cannot leave the bathroom. Like, I can't even go into the rest of the house like that. You have to. You have to. Maybe no, I'll try I, again. Maybe I'll try again. I thought it was menopause, but... 
That's another. That's <laughs> <laughs> another so, conversation. Okay, well, well, continuing on with Gladys then, because uh, uh, she of the Freedom Day. I think it's October fifteenth is uh, well, vaccine, it, vaccination it, it, cliff day. Eighteenth, I think. Oh, it's like. what they're aiming for on the current numbers of the people who are double vaxxed. and so they've all. So, so we're all these people that are banging on about freedom and that. So in Canberra, we have the the. Canberra Safe app or whatever it is that you put your QR code in oh, yeah. and, yep. and, you know, registers all of that. What they've added in the New South Wales one is that if you don't get a tick, if you don't have the tick of the double dose when you go to QR code into somewhere, they can say, no, you can't come in. Yeah. So talk to me now about your libertarian approach to all of these things. I think that's far worse than going into lockdown maybe on say June the 19th when you fucking should have when there were two cases in New South Wales and now you're living with this where you've actually segregated your population into, you know, oh you've got a tick and you don't have a tick. I just oh, think my that's god, worse. the hyperbole out there on Twitter. I, and again, uh, love Twitter. I it's bloody, on Twitter this bloody week. great. No, yeah, that's probably healthy. Um, but the the dickhead libertarians out there who are like, this is basically your yellow star, and yep. we are. This is tantamount to the Third Reich. I was like, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know maybe bit. if you could find another way of phrasing it, it might be good. Uh, or if you could find out all- anything about the stars in the Third Reich before you post that. No, no, it's basically <laughs> the same. No, Hitler Just was anything. big on the QR codes. He's like, all all Germans should check in with the QR codes first and yeah. then um, we'll have separate QR codes. For- what we have is a vaccine that Jews cannot take. <laughs> so if you have so, poor Zs, you cannot be Jewish. That's what he did. That's the what other did. thing I want to talk about is the 70% of whom? Oh, my God, that, that one. Of Wayne? May we talk about that for a moment? Of whom? Yes. Of the, of the are we picking who? up on whom, or are we picking up on something more deep in terms of policy? The non no, the no. non defined who seventy yeah, percent non-de- vaccinated. Let's do it. Seventy percent of who you fucks. Yeah, well, seventy percent of who um, is sorry of whom. So there's there's the L, you, could, you could do it by LGA areas that are in lockdown and go okay we we reach seventy percent of double vaxxed. No, no, yep. that still doesn't answer whether it's twelve year olds, sixteen no, year olds. No, exactly, doesn't take into this. But if you even just look at the sixteen um sixteen years and older age group in the New South Wales, the percentage that are fully vaxxed of non-Aboriginal people mm. is forty one percent of. Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people, it is 25%. Now, I would kind of like it to be more even than that across things, particularly given that I think this week there were two Indigenous deaths from COVID. Was it from Wilcania or something? Round Dubbo. Yeah. You're suggesting, suggesting, Siege, that we take uh, Will's patented vaccine remover (laughs) and get us down to 25% as well. So it's equal. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess that's yeah. the whole thing. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about um, uh, whether the, the same state states have got their uh, appropriate proportions of vaccinate, uh, vaccines to be able to give out and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And there's a big difference between well, equal and equitable. You know, what is equitable and what is kind of fair is different to what the numbers are. Is, is and, and equitable the one where you get a pile of vaccines to help the short people look over the fence? Something yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. I remember I remember something like that. Or you inject yeah. them in their feet 
So they get longer legs. So they get, but yeah, they get, kind of like, they get it, swollen, so they're taller. Until you have 70% of the most vulnerable people of your population, um, people with disabilities, major underlying um, health conditions, Indigenous Torres Strait Islanders, socially disadvantaged, people who don't speak English as their first language, which is now showing up to be a major factor in the uh, that people are not vaccinated. Until all of those are 70%, I'm up for it. Other than that, your privileged white shits can just wait, and I include myself in that group. What do you reckon, though, about the the uh, we'll call it va- vaccine cliff day as uh, as a good incentive um, for getting people? I mean, New South Wales has bloody hurried up. You know, there's a whole lot less of the um, hanging around for Pfizer. You know, people are much more accepting of the uh, the vaccine available is the best vaccine that there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, is that is that Cliff a nice incentive? It's not nice. An incentive for people to go, all right, screw it, I'm going to hurry up and do this? I think you've got to think about something like that. I mean, I was reading a piece that's probably, I think it was an AMBO, uh, um, emergency work from New South Wales. I think it was in Crikey. Um, and the story he was telling was they were already in the shit. Like there are, there are ambulances lining up for six to eight hours sometimes before they can unload. Any Ranking, kind of human. That's what yeah. they call it, isn't Banking, it? Banking, yeah. Um, and there were those shots early place. on in the pandemic for from the UK where it was like ambulances just yeah. lined so up. So we around. got that in New South Wales now before this insanity of, of fuckwit day was. Sorry, Freedom Day, but same thing. Once that happening with 70% of adults or whoever the shit it is. Yeah. Well, this is the they're, thing. They're I mean, already at max. They're already they're at max the today. And, and, and we will flow on um, the health, health system consequences for months yep. after this. You know, uh, the peak <clears throat> of infections and the peak of people going in hospital still hasn't been reached, even if- We haven't you know, reached it yet. You know, not at all. Um, and I don't think we're going to if, you know, if we lift the lockdown like that. But- we're gonna we're gonna see so many other health complications where people are you know all of elective surgery, all of non-elective surgery is being being pushed back and cramped because yep. of hospital hospital capacity. Cancer cancer tests and so forth are yeah, down what, a third or something like that. Yeah. No, no, we cancer don't get cancer t- anymore because we're in lockdown. Uh, cancer true. is oh, from true. the outside. We've, we've cured that. But, it, but it's also this this whole thing of um, Freedom Day. The other thing I was thinking about was okay. I think the people who would probably like some freedom are the medical workers who spend twelve hours in like full. No, no, you don't need that because PT. see, we call them we call them heroes, and so everything's oh, fixed. You just say look, you're heroes. Was there a story yeah. I was seeing the other day about how hard it was now to get people to come in to do like emergency care, nursing, and stuff Be- like because that? they did in the first round and they didn't want to come back. The numbers were something like there were two hundred nurses who were working in the first round of horrors and it was something like 10 or 12 have taken the offer to come back yeah with advanced monies and so forth and they've gone i just i just won't do it again Uh, it must be i mean a it's actually risky you know there are certainly Mm -hmm. overseas we've seen heaps of um emergency care people uh dying but also horrific days god Oh, but also, yeah, I mean, absolutely. the medical shifts are ridiculously long and, and inhuman mm. in the first place. But then yeah. if you've got to do it with the, to the point of where the mask that you're wearing for that period of time indents and breaks your skin because you're having to, to do that to look after someone, it, it's just incredible. And I, I don't know, uh, I mean, people just kind of to relate maybe that some people who are listening might um, un relate to is that if you've ever done barrier care for someone which is like you, you, they can't get an infection so you have to mm. gown up and glove mm. up and mask up and they are in a boy in a bubble you know yeah boy in, well not yeah but even like no that's a technical term who, they still use that all the literature is it's like not one of john in a bubble. Best even, known movie. even if it's best even role. if it's a if it's a girl uh it's still a boy in a bubble still a boy um, in a bubble so that's it, just fair so that's pretty much 
say you've got someone with cancer who's had a lot of chemotherapy and that and their immune system is massively compromised you if you want to visit them that's one of the things that you do now that is hard enough to do for half an hour or or whatever Mm -hmm. i cannot conceive of and that's when you're sitting holding someone's hand and not doing anything else i cannot conceive of doing it for 12 hours at a time while you're trying to actually function and take measurements and do do your job i I just so that's the freedom that we should be looking for is when people don't have to turn up in all that gear that's freedom day well okay so what do you two think about um the freedom not to do press conferences (gasps) Uh, pro or anti (laughs) i have no strong feelings No, no. Gladys is going to do press conferences. So yesterday she announced at at a, at a press conference um, that from Monday they she wouldn't be doing a daily press conference, uh, and so she doesn't do them on the weekend. So that was in effect her saying from now on I'm not doing any, and no one was ready for that. And and, and but she will do them intermittently. Oh. I will turn up when I need to. Well, I feel That's like what it. she actually said. I will turn up when I need to. Okay, so your premier. You fucking need to. But also, if you could. No, but she might be dealing with other stuff. Like, there's other things going on. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, there's still pill testing to ban and stuff. But I'm also torn on this whenever people like her say, I'm not going to turn up anymore, because there's a part of me that screams, You you cunt. But there's another part of me that goes, Thank God, because every time I see you, I scream, You cunt. So it's like a a trade off. (laughs) She's She's the worst communicator in the universe. I mean, there is that side of it, but it is actually part of the gig. She and she's saying, "Oh, I can't do these hour-long press conferences all the time." Nobody's actually asking you to do an hour-long press conference. If you could actually conduct yourself as an adult and write a script and do the presentation and then get the fuck out of there and leave it. Do you know how you make them shorter? Do you know how you make them shorter? This is what you do when someone says, "So, have you got more vaccines?" You you say yes or no. Not well. Programmatic specificities. When we're looking in the fullness of time of the blow, you just answer a question. That'll make them way shorter. All right, I got to I got to pivot on that one. Then Um, was it was it you? One of you sent me, Rod, you sent the link to uh, Katie Gallagher. Uh, she emailed um, oh, emails the Department of Finance. Uh, no, yep. she, she it's a it's text yep. chatbot. Uh, what's the indicative timeline for having the Queensland and Western Australian quarantine facilities up and running? Oh, you've got oh, that there? Yeah, I got, it, yeah I got it here. It's a nice, simple, nice, simple oh. question. Make a cup of tea, people, because this is good. <laughs> this is the answer. And in fairness, this is this is not, the, um, not a politician. It is a government department. So they have different duties around class. Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, yeah. But anyway, it, it goes to the intense most yes minister. The feasibility <laughs> studies for both Western Australia and Queensland contain the consultants' views on indicative timeframes for projects to be delivered based on the consultants' assumptions in respect of a range of parameters and options. For example, project location, size and capacity of facilities, phasing of the delivery of projects, state operating arrangements and commencement timeframes. The timeframe for the delivery of either projects, if agreed, will depend on the decisions that are taken on these key parameters and on state governments determining if they wish to proceed with a project in their jurisdiction and the timing of those decisions. Construction estimates will be informed by these decisions. And Katie's just replied, oh sorry, I don't follow. Could you a- just answer the question? Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I'm actually crying tears of blood when I hear oh, that. Like, I just can't. Just you can't script that. Like, and, and this is a senator, like like someone yeah. who, who should, I, I get, you know, we're lowly podcasters. If we were to go and ask the Department of Finance for something like this, you know, they would give us something like this. But a senator should yeah. get good clarity. 
That's just no, this is good for for people like us. It's excellent because then we can read that quote out. For us, it mm. actually <laughs> suits our purposes. It doesn't suit Gallagher's purposes. But it's like one of those um, games that you play where you you sort of ask a question and then you reply with the first word that comes up in your predictive text. Yes, underpants. String yes. them all. No. String them all together. This is public That's service what predictive. I think yeah, it's just yep. feasibility, yep. Uh, innovation. Uh, yep. What are the what are the other buzzwords? Oh my god! Oh god, all all of them. All Agile, of them. nimble. Mm. Pivot, scrum. <laughs> scrum. Oh, no, sorry. We're having Long our morning pub. scrum. We should have a I podcast morning scrum. Uh, look, yeah, there you go. If you well, want to have a scrum, I'm in, but scrums mean we put our heads down, our bums up, and we ram it home. That's a scrum. <laughs> There's some He's euphemisms right. in that sentence. I didn't hear them, but I, you, That's I, just I scrummage. That's a good scrummage, mate. It's a good scrummage. <gasps> okay, one of the other big... Uh, Covish stories of the week um, was Greg Hunt uh, not turning up for work, and again, this is our friend another one not Neville, turning up to do their fucking job. Neville from procurement. So, so the story came out this week that we know already that Greg Hunt was uh, not captain diligent, and he uh, mm. delegated va- vaccine procurement to Neville from procurement, and Neville yep. didn't do a great job. But this story was this is freedom of information request that I think the Labor Party did, or was this uh, a, Ged, Ged Kearney did it? Yep, yep. From specifically, the, um, uh, to ask when um, when Greg Hunt was setting up emails, uh, setting up meetings with Pfizer, and there was a, t- a month where two months where Greg Hunt just didn't take up a meeting that Pfizer was offering. So there's, yeah, there's quite a timeline. So it kicked off in uh, where were we? Oh June 20, 2020. So Pfizer approached the government themselves. Sorry, last year. Yeah, last year, middle, more than a year ago. This when Pfizer was sort of, okay, we're going to have a vaccine pretty soon. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's looking yep. good, it's looking good. But yeah. nothing, so they nothing requested a formal engagement Listening. opportunity. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. that's the problem. They, they could have said a meeting, like a formal engagement opportunity. Does well, it's sound very like- confusing for government speak. I mean, I love the quote from a Pfizer representative. As the vaccine development landscape is moving swiftly, including through engagements uh, with other nations, I'm requesting this meeting at the earliest Opportunity. Mm. Well, that person June, should be sacked too. Yeah, just June last. Why, it's, why can't people freaking communicate anyway? Yeah, but that, you know, we even we can understand that. Um, a letter directly to Hunt on June 30, Pfizer had said to him the potential to supply millions of vaccine doses by the end of 2020. They had that, and they could rapidly scale up from there to hundreds of millions of doses in 2021. That was in June. Um, July 3, I won't read the whole timeline, but it's just outrageous to see. Uh, Health Department First Assistant Secretary Lisa Schofield, Schofield, she responded saying uh, she would handle, uh, very much appreciate an opportunity to talk to Pfizer. I'm sure Neville was in the room then going, can I do it? I want to do it. Um, She was going to manage it all. July 6, Pfizer responded saying, no worries, but you need to sign a confidentiality disclosure agreement. Yeah, sure. this This became the sticking point. Really? Are you kidding me? Are no, you kidding me? But they sign oh, them all the time. If there's any <clears throat> no. conversation between government and, and a corporation like this. No, 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 no. You don't understand. So Miss Schofield said so, it's not our have... usual practice, not our usual practice for the Commonwealth to do this. No, because we like to wait until we're asked a question in Senate estimates and then say it's commercial and confidentiality. And so we couldn't possibly actually recognise that this might be a major thing that you're doing. Oh, my God. So the the CDA became the sticking point for quite some time. There's a time, there's a time when I get, you know, if you're you're looking for, I don't know, you're building a shitty piece of infrastructure, you need to buy a new train or something like that, and there's 10 10 train companies in the world, and you're like, all right, we can can play it. You know, we've got the, we're in the driver's seat. You know what? And no one's life depends on getting that. We were in an emergency situation where maybe the vaccine developers might have had a little bit more power in the relationship and we should have, you know, sucked up a little bit. Sign the fucking form. Just sign the form. Can I ask a question 
without notice. So where were we at with the um, Queensland University vaccine at this stage? I think it was still viable. I think well, it may have still been viable. I think that fell over moderately early. It um, did fall over moderately early and they came out and said, which yeah. I give them massive points for. And but the other, uh, well, there was two two Australian strategies okay. there. One was the the UQ um, was attempting mm. um, their their vaccine. can't remember why that fell over. But um, the other one was setting up uh, facilities to make at CSL in Melbourne the AstraZeneca. Um, yep. Yes. And, and, you know, AstraZeneca came good in the end, um, mm. developed in Oxford, and then CSL can manufacture that. And, and, and Scott Morrison's all about developing, you know, sovereign vaccine capacities for our sovereigns. And that's, you know, we know sure. it, We know it was done in the UK because we saw the chick at the tennis. Indeed, indeed. Uh, look, and that's and I think setting up um, sovereign uh, vaccine making cap- capacities is a is a bloody good thing. I think and it I, should I, be the priority before you get any li- viable vaccine. Obviously, no, no, no. If we can't make it ourselves, but, we don't want it. Wouldn't you just get the best, like the most options you could have? Yes, yes. All this is not about buying one car. This is yes. about going. We really need to make sure we get to this destination. So we're going to we have just a couple need of options. Yeah. yeah. And like put in some redundancy factors and things like this. It's almost, oh, my God, these people are so dumb. The thing that gets me about this as well is um, uh, Scott Morrison basically saying nothing about this. You know, what did he say about, I'll let others make that judgment about whether Greg Hunt should have taken that meeting. He has never admitted culpability. But you're his boss, you dickhead. Well, Hunt didn't join into this until August the 5th. There was a whole bunch of talking and stuff, but it wasn't until August the 5th that he actually, according to health department notes, joined directly. I remember if he was... Minister for Health before that, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Tony Abbott. I don't know. Yeah. But it kept going. Apparently for weeks it kept going because of the CDO, this this confidentiality thing. Australia didn't sign a deal with Pfizer until November 5, just for those who have us forgotten. First doses didn't arrive until February 2021. And you'll be amazed to hear that Hunt's office said, oh, no, that's not true. They've been in constant informal meetings with Pfizer and discussions. Et you know what? Yeah. You know what? As well, there, there were also <laughs> other options. You know, have you heard of Johnson and Johnson and Moderna? Uh, I've not. No, no, neither of those. We could even go for the um, Vax Rus or whatever. You know, Sputnik. Like I would. Yeah, you know, I want the Sputnik. I, I hear I need twelve oh, doses. Look, there was twelve doses around. We should have still been in. The, we should have yeah. still been in conversations with everybody. It's in- really not hard to have conversations. It's really not. And, and during that time, them. you can keep the door open and you look at, you know, how yeah. promising they are, how much they cost. You know, um, and you know what? This is one of those areas where how much it costs is not the issue. Like, really. They're, they're no, but also. Not even it, slightly. It was, it was very, very well established quite early in the piece that the whole money situation was something that, that even the big pharma companies were going, this is this is out of control shit. And we, we have to put that aside for the moment because. You know, we we're going to buy goodwill for later yeah. on, and all, oh. all these sorts not of into things. That. Like, part, you know, part of the way Hunt, Hunt tried to wiggle out of part of this by saying when they were referring to potentially having millions of doses, they meant globally, not for us. What? So that's a misreading. You know, when they said, "Oh, we have hundreds of millions of doses, and no, we no. will have," Hunt tried to say, "Oh, but they didn't mean for us." So that that was a way to wiggle out allegedly. When he was getting beaten up by both Carl Stefanogi and Koshi, both of them beat the snot out of him on morning TV this week. Which is unusual Damn. for them. Well, unusual and also kind of sad, really. The cash cow took him out. <laughs> I don't think Koshi is the cash cow. I've no, seen no. them on. Koshi is the cash cow. Is he? Is he the cash cow? Totally. He's. The, you can look, tell because he will they, always be the cash cow to me. But he's president he of the Port Adelaide pearls. Football Club for Adelaide listeners. You know where my loyalty lies. It is anyone who's playing against Port Adelaide. Oh. Why do they suck so hard? 
Because they suck. Is this croquet? <laughs> what, what game are they playing? Oh, it doesn't matter to you. You wouldn't understand. Uh, all right. It's a, um, game. it's a proper game. All right. I'm going to pivot to a quick little story um, that involves, you know, uh, bits of news from different timelines. Um, last weekend, Father's mm. Day, um, mm. uh, Scott Morrison took the, took the jet uh, up to Sydney to be with his family. How do you two feel about that? I have no strong number feelings. Number one, drive. Oh, drive. <laughs> oh, no, my feelings aren't number one. They're more number two about this. Um, it doesn't matter whether he has been legitimately called a sensual worker. It's a shit thing to do. It's just waving. It's, it's waggling his dick in the face of millions of people who can't get involved in that. And yeah. it really appalls me that he would think that was okay. Thing that yeah, gets me uh, is is you know the whole thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, showing that that maybe you can get around the rules, but the rules don't quite apply to you. And absolutely. you know, but, it's not showing that even, you're in it with everyone else. That you're obeying it, with the situation yes. of lockdown. Yep. This yep. we're all in it together, except me, because I and the, and parliamentarians, rightly or wrongly, do have the legitimate cause that they can go and travel and do that. Whether I agree with it or not, yep. it is. A thing that you can do, but also he he then released a, an old photo and mm -hmm. all these sorts of stuff. There were pictures of people on the border between New South Wales and Queensland, where um, family members from each side were going to see the father of the family, and 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 join up. And so many people that can't do that sort of thing. The 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 yeah, they mess. had to wave across a demilitarized zone. They couldn't. Actually I think. Touch and the point of essential worker is. Sorry, Scott, but to do essential do things. Do your job. It's, an, it's, yeah. it's not so you can bend the rules to, to – uh, look, exactly. it's great seeing your family, of course, but – The blessing is to do your job. It's not, it's not to go visit your family. And it's also that, that there's so many people caught up at the moment in shared custody arrangements. Yeah. Okay, so – and particularly in the ACT because a lot of people, um, if the family has, has, has split for whatever reason, they've got, they've got agreements, it's all amicable, all of those sorts of things. But if you happen to live in one of the little areas outside of just, just outside the ACT, you have to get an exemption to see your child, to have your child come and, mm. and, and cross the border and that. And there's, there's no consistency of that at the moment. Yeah. But um, he knew, he knew, he didn't put people. up a fake photo. If you don't put up the bullshit photo, if you're not trying to hide something. Totally. Yep. Like that's, it's just so disingenuous. Oh, it's just because it's a really nice photo and I was never, like, you, you just but, but why? Just but why? Were. Why not? Why not grab a photo if you're doing it anyway? I don't, I don't Next to your fucking chicken coop, mate. Maybe that's where you celebrated. <laughs> like, show that photo. Where, like, where you didn't have a nail in your hand, you goose. It just blows my mind that he can be such a wank about it. So obviously it's an easy thing for the opposition to attack him on. Corporal Cutthroat. How did Corporal Cutthroat go on this one? He's, he's reduced to private. So the quote well, I, I thought I, at least I the C's for Corporal Cutthroat. You know, that's, he's stepped down from lieutenant. I thought a Corporal Cutthroat might be You were right. going for the alliteration. You yeah, uh, it needs some sort of alliteration. It does roll. I'm, I'm going to Corpor stick on Corporal Cutthroat for Albo. Corporal Cutthroat just makes me sad. There's a whole range of things I'll be critical of, but on matters of his family, I never comment on these matters. That's up to him, essentially, oh, and I think fuck. that's a good place to stay. It's oh. not a matter of family. This is not a family matter, Albo, you weak little man. Like it just, it's just There's such thousands a thousands of things that, that no, 
Just and no. I'm not going to touch his family. You're not touching his family. Yeah. Well, Anthony. they do that because there's like nobody come after mine or what I do in my private life or whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's also no. such self-protection and that. But that actually isn't about his family. It, it's not even remotely about his family. And to to turn it into that means he's just basically taking um, fuck faces, framing and running with it. But this is there was a heap of other people that were happy to say, you know, uh, this is this is not on. This is not showing that you bear yep. the same uh, the same rules as everyone else. Yep, Albo doesn't want to do that. No. It's gutless as hell, but we've never said that before. Mm. <laughs> so um, I'd just like to apologise because we are recording at a different time and the odd noises that are coming through, I can hear them. I don't know if they're coming through the microphone. I can't hear diddly. No, oh, well, that's good because there's someone else living their full and interesting life around me, Oh, which is fine. Oh, very oh. good. <laughs> and he's How just pushed his glasses up on his nose, even uh. though he's not wearing his glasses. All right, so uh, uh, full <laughs> and interesting happen. life, uh, Craig Kelly. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, text from Craig. I didn't get any this week. What no, have no, I done? He's, Doesn't he's he love me anymore? No, it's he's, been he's ages. I sat by the phone. He hasn't rung. I don't know what I've done. You didn't get one that was about um, I got vaccine one adverse week. events reports? No, I got no. that. I got that. I, I think I've had a couple. There was a nice, um, someone put up a, a banner on his electorate office. Uh, the window there, spam. It was a nice little, you know, the like the bushfire danger sign. Um, yeah. and they changed that to spam, spam danger today and uh, put the highlight there for extreme. Well, what I'm enjoying is apparently he, uh, Kelly's now facing some uh, uh, in depth probing about a, uh, a text that says the Australian government's COVID 19 vaccines adverse events report. Click here and he's linked to the TGA site. Um, the TGA have looked at this and they're getting legal advice about whether what he's actually done uh, contravenes a bunch of laws, literally under a criminal code. What? Be- How? I mean, linking because, to a website. Because the way he's, the way he's framed how it, he's framed yeah, he's, it, yeah. he's misrepresenting what's been framed. So as, as this is what the TGA said. Look, they, um, it's out of context data and it's from the authority on adverse reactions, which is true. But the TGA spokes, spokester, you're welcome, Will. Nah. Said, <laughs> spokester. Because uh, I didn't it's get a happening. It's not happening. Spokesist? Spaked? The lists of adverse events reported in association with COVID-19 vaccines linked to the UAP text message are taken from the TGA's publicly available database of adverse uh, event notifications, which is true. But reporting on an adverse event on this thing does not mean the vaccine caused the event. Oh. Information cannot be used to evaluate whether a medicine or a vaccine is safe. It does not link in any way, shape, or form causal matters. So this is just disingenuous misrepresentation by omission, and it may potentially be a, a criminal case to answer because of this, the dangers and, of this. And, and, and but that is his looked- middle name, disingenuous misrepresentation by, <laughs> by omission. It's a complicated middle name, and I don't know why his parents knew to go with that. But Well, they were smarter than him. They were, they were more sophisticated. He, he's the, uh, what is it, the dumb sheep of the family. Sage, sorry. Have we have we looked up what the um, penalty might be for this? I, okay, it's all well and good to say this is criminal or whatever, but like, what is the penalty and has it ever? Oh, been I think it's fight? another community service. You got to do a podcast or something like that. <laughs> I am not doing a podcast with Craig Kelly. <laughs> oh, I totally would. I would do at least one episode. Oh God, you would. Yeah. yeah no, no problem. Oh, you no. know that you know that Craig Kelly will get on that terrible idea of the how to get vaccines out of your body. You, you, 
he's going to go yeah, with that. Are you, are you spruiking your product? Sorry, no, I'm not spruiking my product. No, Dr. Just, Williams uh, patented. No, it's not Dr. Williams. It's it's my belief. And and um, where did we talk about this the other day? Uh, we, had, we, had, we had a chat with um, Darren Saunders about this. I feel okay. like the next step in charlatanism is not uh, is to get vaccines out of your body. Like a lot of people might be, oh, uh, were, were you vaccinated the chi- as a child against your will? How do you get those vaccines out of your body? And Pete Evans, we're talking to you. What do you got for us? That's good. So I reckon um, Pete Evans, he'll have a light with a magnet in it yep. that will draw yep. eon, yep. you know, the little iron filings out. And turmeric. So you've got you to rub uh, turmeric on your nipples um, and then you put the, the magnet light. Do that anyway, the magnet though. That's light got nothing to do with vaccine. So yeah. something like that. Look, it enhances the colour. Uh, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a little bit on your starfish. Um <laughs> Oh my giddy Um Has anything else happened this week? No. Oh my Defin- goodness! Yeah, what do you want? I've got. I've got National a- Summit on Women's Safety. No, no, I think you need me to explain that. Yeah, could you could you explain mm. to me, Rod, what that was about? So it's about the safety of women. So but it's, it's been- not a race. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? That pretty much sums it up. Um, no, no, so no, this don't was do that. That means mansplaining works. You should never do that. Carry on, Sid. It was originally um, raised, like when Rosie Batty was Australian of the Year, uh, 2015, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about an annual um, women's safety summit, and it was sort of, and it was mentioned in Coag, well, back when we had Coag, because that would have been governance, and God knows why we need that. Um, So there was, it, it got postponed because of COVID. Supposed to happen, I don't, I can't remember July, whatever, and it was all a virtual event and things, which is terrific. Yep. But I like, I'm all for the topic being discussed and things to happen. I do still have a problem with the fact that, and I know it's the position, not the person, um, but why the Prime mm. Minister had to give the opening day keynote address just gives me the absolute irrits, especially when you could have an Australian of the Year. Yep. Like Grace Tame, uh, 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 totally fit the bill of what the the what, summit what was about. about. Who could have made? Safety? Who could have made um, a statement which would have been, I would say, as appropriate. And but I like serious to, question though. Do I know you got details? I do want to hear them. But serious question. Um, do we know why it was Morrison? Like, do we know who made? Because it's the Australian government running it so yeah. oh, and so, so he was so, so okay so right, if you okay. have an agricultural uh conference you'll have the minister for agriculture it's just the way it is open it and okay. it, it's kind of like it's it's going off that bat but they stray from it so often yeah. um that it doesn't like you could do it in this instance quite legitimately particularly i mean even if you want to play the most cynical political card if you want to look at what the reputation of this this particular government is and just look at you know the workplace. If you even if you want to term it in the in the frame of workplace issues mm. that have happened, I would not have picked the PM yeah. to do it. Regardless, I, I didn't care if it was Julia Gillard. Quite frankly, I just wouldn't not have the had PM. it. I always yeah. think why. I mean, this is this is the thing that Scott Morrison can't rhetorically get to. He can't demonstrate listening. He couldn't. Um, <laughs> this, this goes back to the um, the Women's March on Parliament. Uh, 
uh, roughly a year ago or something like that. Um, mm. But he can't get to a place where he go. instead of me talking at people in doing the keynote, instead I could come on maybe as a, you I know, could sit there I could for sit, the morning. I could sit there and, and listen and then provide, okay, um, my my a response, a listening thing where I'm, I'm rhetorically doing the, not talking at people, but Not talking listening. at people for three minutes, but actually take, um, I'm not saying sit there for the whole summer, like you are yep. the Prime Minister, one would hope you've got lots of stuff to do, but mm. you could take three hours out of your day where you would have covered the keynote, you would have covered the opening plenary and you could have gone to a round table. Yep. And that would be three hours out of your day where you would have heard about th- at least three to six different topics. But he cannot, he heard, cannot not demonstrate. Even he could have sat there and looked like it. He could have yep. said little yep. prayers to Gandalf in his head the whole time. But he <laughs> can't, he can't. Like he, he can't get to a place where he yeah. thinks him listening to someone is good rhetorically. Like he just, he just has no capacity for that because he believes some weird reason that he is either the font of all wisdom or all wisdom has to come from people that, yeah, look like a certain thing. So he, he and, and not only that, but in his keynote, he basically appropriated private disclosures um, from women mm-hmm. uh, to boost his own image. And the, 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 but the absolute cracker was the tweet of the day was Grace Tame straight after he'd made his keynote address saying, gee, I bet it felt good to get that out, which is what oh, he went yep. over <sighs> and said to her after she gave her speech of being when she was named Australian of the Year. And I thought, good on you, girl. Because, number one, she wasn't even invited. Yeah. Wasn't? Um, oh, yeah. no, no, sorry. She was a speaker. Brittany yeah. Higgins, which yeah. one could say has sparked the, um, you know, the march. Yep. Uh, yep. Definitely spoke at the march and things like that. Um, she wasn't even invited to participate. It was the, Astra- uh, the ACT government that invited her to be the representative to go. So Brittany Higgins could be there. Thank you, ACT government. Once more, Andrew Barr for Prime Minister. Carry on. Um, oh, no, also, no. We've got, we've got other Prime Ministerial uh, candidates we'll get coming to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got – and it did cover lots of things. I mean, it, I think there's 12 page, 12 page communique at the end. Cool. Um, With a very clear plan moving forward starting no, yesterday. No, but that's just the – that's just the thing. Like, I, I look I, – I know that these things need to happen, but the, there is a – problem there's kind of an inherent problem i think when you have something about a women's safety summit is that you are asking a lot of women Mm -hmm. to retell their story which in itself Mm -hmm. is massively traumatizing Mm -hmm. this is like the i mean there's a lot of stuff on this um here in australia but but in america as well you you often see this line where uh so often the the representative um yeah, working in the academic industry, the representatives of diversity. So, getting the the black em- mm. academic or the or the, uh, the trans or the, or the they have to do all of that work, explaining over and over and again. Uh, and those who look like Rod and I uh, <laughs> don't have to. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it's so. Do you it, mean it, handsome? Yes, it's putting, shockingly it's putting, handsome. Shockingly. Yeah. I'm sure. It's putting all the onus on the women to kind of fix this thing, which isn't their fault in the first place, and also make them mm. relive trauma, perpetuate trauma over generations, um, all sorts of things, and big ticket stuff that it's not known that women have a lot of control of. Like housing industry, okay? Housing is a huge, huge issue for women, um, particularly women over 60 now, oh. largest um, population to be homeless, um, you know, all, all of that kind there's, of stuff. There's a parallel here. I, this is just, you know, uh, nighttime activity that uh, 
often often I end up on uh, wife and I end up on YouTube exploring the tiny house. I've stuff. seen those videos. T- tiny house tiny is fun. House. Tiny houses, tiny are, you know, there's awesome. fun, and and some of them are in great places. They look awesome. It's a great way of living. But then there's an underlying discourse there where there's clearly uh, women who are forced out of out of security in in whatever situation they were before through mm. either you know for whatever reason but they ending up much more precarious mm. and so ending up in these tiny house situations and those and are that's the women a- who could get out you yeah. know like like there's there's so many places that it's kind of like oh why didn't she leave where was she going to go totally that's my first thing so there were issues around health um uh police and um, jurisdiction responses, really good topics. And they're the round, um, not the round tables, but the um, sessions are actually up online. So you can actually watch the sessions and some, you know, some of the speak. Koshi was a speaker. Oh, Cash Cow. Cash Cow was a speaker. Uh, Just going to leave that there. And then there was, um, and there was also a session on e-safety, which I also think is, is, which I thought was, was a, a good piece to have, but you kind of get to the point of where last week there was the Kate Jenkins report, the Respect at Work report that came out, and after a year, it took a year for the the government to deal with it. They, there were fifty five recommendations, and you would have seen a lot of stuff clicking mm. around, especially on Twitter. Oh, mm. they only passed six of those recommendations. Um, so, to be fair, there were only twelve of those recommendations that actually require required. Um, legislation mm-hmm. so on the other hand there were only 12 that required legislation so you yep. could have done the other you, you know 43 whatever you could have done those regardless of whether there was legislation or not so they did six of the 12 that required legislation but so they were around things like the definition and it was basic shit like the definition of work so that you could match so the definition of work matched the definition of when you at a safe place yeah. at work. You know, it was all ticky time yeah. stuff. Um, so not substantive, have, meaningful. Well, some of it is because mm-hmm. what, what happens is one act kind of contradicts mm-hmm. the other act and you need to have those join up. So it, it, it does mean something. You could have 24 months before you lodged a complaint instead of 12 months. Um, the You can actually, okay. there is actually now the ability under the um, Fair Work Act that sexual harassment and bullying is now an order that you can give to dismiss someone. Now, before that, you they, those weren't calls for dismissal. What, 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 what? So what is it, a, a stiff talking no, well, this is, we've all seen it. We've all worked in places where, you know, oh, here's a bit of a problem. Oh, we'll move him over there. Oh, they found out he's a bit of a problem. We'll move but that's him not over the there. same as it isn't. You couldn't literally go, you know how you're no, trying it, to bang everyone, a, get out. No. Nope. That, so that has happened. So that is good. That mm-hmm. is good. However, um, the things that weren't done are the requirement basically for a safe work place under all the definitions that apply and that the employer needs to provide rather than the woman or whoever needing to take up a case um, and make a complaint 
again in under the Sex Discrimination Act. So to is get it just some then, sort of action. look, no, we're on your team once it's happened. Yeah, 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 we'll do whatever we can. Yeah, but it's always once it's, once happened, it's happened. But, but yeah. the, the idea of actually providing that in the first place was seen as too onerous on the employer. Oh, it is seen as too onerous on the employer. Oh. So um, that's the thing that hasn't happened yet. And that is the thing that Kate Jenkins, Human Rights Commissioner, has the bit between her teeth and she ain't going to let go, uh, um, which is terrific. And um, and we need consistency of definitions. We need consistencies of, of definitions across Australia, so that that if 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 someone does something in one state, it applies in another. The, the age, yeah. you know, all all of those kinds of things need to be tidied up. And but so that's you need, why it's great the prime minister was there because he has you know clear and yeah, complete control and and, and, and care. Yeah, and also you know what, Scott, sit with some discomfort for a little while no. and. <laughs> Just make things, you know, have some political will because most of that Jenkins report is political will. It's not re- doesn't require legislation. Well, and, and in his I'm defense, have a he's shown now. he's shown a lot of good, <laughs> a lot of good uh, moral leadership with political uh, political wills required on climate, on vaccines, and everything well, else. So I don't see why he wouldn't just translate that straight across to, to women's safety. Okay. Well, let's go with uh, moral leadership on climate, um, and obviously uh, Joe Hildebrand. Uh, did you guys see this story this week? Is this mm. is this Murdoch's change? So apparently, yeah. Channel Nine, Channel Nine newspapers have got the the leak that uh, News Corp newspa- newspapers, not necessarily including the Australian, that was a little bit ambiguous, are going to yeah. go pro climate. Uh, you know that they're all owned by the same people. Yeah, I know, but 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 it seemed to that there okay. did seem to be a line that it was the News Corp papers, but not necessarily the Australian. That could, but anyway, other there are limits. Others, Come on. I know, others in the News Corp stable uh, from the seventeenth of October are going to go pro climate. Um, they're going to have a two week campaign where it's going to be led by Joe Hildebrand, oh which I, I just <laughs> did, just <laughs> drives me insane. That this is I, I, this are is the trusted to cut voice our coupons of coupons off the front page, and then we get a free bit of climate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but they're going to go. They're going to go all banging on about uh, pro climate policies and net zero. I do like there's the deadline. So you guys have got to clear your anti climate shit out by the middle of next month. We're giving you a six week warning, though. Yeah, I. I like, why know, not start yesterday? Look, I, I. But they know that they're in the PR industry, and and do I they? get that. Mm. Um, you know, maybe maybe they're being a bit more explicit about this kind of thing. Now, this is you know, suppose Murdoch himself has has said, you know, we're not against climate and all this kind of stuff, and the newspapers themselves have all been uh, big on them reducing their carbon emissions, supposedly. Uh-huh. But we know we know that News Corp has been the only non fossil fuel industry that has done more work to stop climate action. There's, there's nothing around right. the world, but here in Australia, absolutely. And so, if this is a change of heart, okay, okay, that's no, mm-hmm. no not the good worst. Good on you, champ. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but uh, good you, on you. Yeah, and you know though that even if this is a change of heart, they're, they're also going to go. Yes, but not those solutions. Any oh. other solutions, but oh, those solutions. But we need to see the plan. We haven't yeah. seen the plan. Mm. We need to see the details. So, is this just? Will this translate over to Sky After Dark? Uh, we, does anyone know? Because, I, I mean, how would you feel if you were Joe Hildebrand and you didn't have a show on Sky After Dark? That's pretty... I, I don't know. I, I don't know. How I would you feel if you are Joe Hildebrand? That is, that no, no, is, that's, that's, that's what stalled me and, too. That's, how, that's how a hard question. I'd feel dirty all the time inside yeah, and filthy, out. filthy. Like you yeah. could get one of those back scrubber things and get it all the way from, you could get two, one, spine. one at the we top get and one at the bottom all the way through and you would still not be clean. It's the shish kebab back scrubber. You could like, use it like flossing tape between your legs and it still wouldn't work. Yeah, there's, there's no, I've, there's I've no tried that. You, you just get, you just get cuts. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know what? You know what's weird, weirding me out. I mean, there was there was a couple of different climate announcements I saw this week. Um, well, not announcements, but uh, so Keith Pitt, uh, Resources Minister, um, put out a nice press release um, where coal industry has a strong future in Australia. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, Keith. Stop lying. Stop lying. But the other one that got me is uh, Matt Keane. And I've been, I've been thinking about this Can for a while. Can you explain to me who Matt Keane is? So Matt Keane is the New South Wales Environment Minister. So in Gladys okay. Berejiklian's government. Um, and for some strange reason, he's one of the the only reasonable people left in uh, in environmental politics of the major parties that is talking something sensible so he came out and said um that we could that we need to end fossil fuel use by 2030 uh and we can get to what did did you say um that new south wales can be fossil fuel free or uh, can get rid of the coal industry uh coal-fired power by 2030 and It's it's kind of like how is how is a liberal party uh, minister? How is he allowed to do that? I'm like, I'm, I'm for it. There's a bunch of places where he's talking he's talking about the positives of um, moving to renewables and that that you know we need to do this for uh, climate reasons, but also that this is a benefit to New South Wales. How is a liberal so what, party minister? So what photos does he have and of who? Because this is <laughs> entirely bizarre. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I assume it's also it could be a pitch that he could maybe change teams or go independent. Look, or something. no, I think I think the thing is um, globally, I think there is a phenomenon. I mean, Australia is a an edge case on this. Uh, cities in general are keen on climate action because mm. cities bear the costs of of um, of transport. Um, they don't t- tend to pay for health, but they bear the cost yep. of transport, and they know that. Um, pro-climate transport is a lot cheaper for them. Um, and so there's a bunch of places where cities are, are keen on action. State-level governments tend to tend to bear the costs um, in health departments and uh, some environment departments. So they're, they're yeah. in the mix, but they're not often as focused on export industries, things like that. Mm. Um, so state governments can be more pro-climate and, and federal governments find it, uh, you know, at the national level in, in America, in Canada and Australia, can find it harder to get climate action. So, so the, but the infrastructure that would support the um, exports and things like that, particularly in New South Wales, you could see a role for being on board. Oh, look, absolutely, absolutely. So from a state government. So, yeah. is is that someone actually looking for the greater good? Oh my God, I am so confused right now. Yeah, me too, me too. So I don't know, I don't know, and I don't know. You know, is this is this? It, it can't be, it can't be, because if they do that, then my whole like world model is shattered. <laughs> Mm. Everything melts in on you, doesn't yeah, it, darling? Why are you doing like, this, no, Matt? I, I actually think it's important for people. I'm like, <coughs> clunk, I'm done. It's the matrix, the button switches, and we move into a whole new simulation. Oh, Barnaby said that he wouldn't be bullied on climate as well as we leave. Fucking it. asshole. I know every quota, it's just, it's all about people picking on us, and I'm sticking up for farmers. The farmers don't like you either, wanker. Like, it just blows my mind. Literally, no one likes you, Barnaby. Literally, yeah. no one. No, just no enough one. people. No, but it's, but it's also like you are not. The person you went to a privileged school, you are. Oh, yeah. anyway, don't worry. But that's that's the standard right wing. If it's un, undefendable, then you just dive into victim mode. You're not going to pick on me. So, or what I, fabulous I'm, things have the left done this week? Um, <laughs> well, in a new stop. segment, what yeah. fabulous things have the left done this week? Uh, where's where's the? Oh no, I don't have the crickets anymore. The, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm uh, only asking questions. Well, look, look. All I'm asking. So the, there was a little. We had a little ray of hope yesterday afternoon. There was a little freelance frenzy of text yes, messaging between the three of us. Was it about? I've been drinking all afternoon. I don't know what happened uh, yesterday. Sure, but okay. um, like the KKK took my baby away. Um, oh. Chris, Christina Keneally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So she, Christina Keneally, uh, uh, this story starts with her, um, I find it weird. So she's clearly one of Labor's topper performer, topper? Uh, better yeah, performance. Topper, topper yeah, topper you know, she she top, is. She, she actually does get some cut through, and she's in a shadow. She she's awesome. in the sh- she's in the shadow ministry. I like her a lot. Um, I think she is a long way from perfect, and I think her immigration policies doing doing very doing very good Labor Party of lying down and playing um, dead beat on that. But, she's a very 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 good senator, and yeah. she is. She's fantastic in Senate estimates. I think so. And she does all of those things. But here's the weird thing. So so a fairly backbench senator, uh, Deb O'Neill, um, there's yeah, a fight yeah. for pre-selection. Who gets the top spot in the Labor Senate ticket? And and the theory has was has had problems in the past. Well, I don't I don't know I don't know um, what that was about. Um, but anyway. but a fight she between was stealing Christ- pencils. She was stealing stationery from the parliamentary cabinet. <laughs> a fight between like Christina Keneally and Deb O'Neill for the top Senate spot, and the, mm. the loser would get relegated to um, the third Senate spot, which was unwinnable lab- for Labor. So Christina Keneally then has taken the um, the alternate path, which may carry other benefits of going into the lower house. Um, so she's been parachuted into the seat of Fowler, which is a Western Sydney um, seat. Um, yeah. She's going to move there. Fourteen percent. She's going to move 40. there from what's Northern Beaches or something. Oh, like you mean she's going to buy another days. address? Like she's going to move there. How you dare no, you? No, no, no. How dare she, she lives in Scotland Island. Scotland Island What? How dumb is the conversation that you would get rid of one of your top performers? Yeah. Like yeah, I think that's that's a fact. Back to that bit. Like that is fucking fucked. But there is no election that Labor aren't prepared to make sure they lose on their own terms. Exactly. So I can exactly. see exactly why they do that. How best can we lose this? And, they, you know, they're still debating. They're having uh, key focus groups, how they can mm. uh, unwind that election-winning lead they have at the moment. Um, can you imagine Albo actually winning? He'd just be sitting there going, I, I just don't know what to do now. I don't know what to do. And the people, he'll look to the people around him, and they're all off somewhere else looking at their phones <laughs> because they don't know what to do either. They're looking at Wikipedia. What do you do when you well, win Christina government? Christina Keneally said she wants the home affairs gig. Like that's where that's where she it? sees her role in the uh, in an Albanese government. Oh, is, yeah, of course, she's saying home that. affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. terrific, you beautiful. Just like Scott Morrison said. Um, but who uh, who sh- the, his, his so level. if she's put her hand up and going, well, I need to be parachuted into Fowler. Who's getting dumped? So uh, the local candidate, and she she had been endorsed. So this was a, um, a former, I don't have the name of the, the former Labor member there, uh, was retiring, um, and Tule was the endorsed candidate there. Um, it was a bloke, yeah. Um, but Tule is a woman uh, from the Vietnamese community there, and this is a big Vietnamese electorate, something like 23%. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a very yeah. uh, strong Vietnamese community there. Um, and, you know... This would be a chance, obviously, to get a bit more diversity uh, in Labor's front bench. And so it is absolutely a loss in that situation. I think any any moment where you're parachuting candidates in from head office is a loss. It's a loss of, of grassroots activism. But, 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 how can you say that? It got us people like Craig Kelly, so there are wins. Oh, that was true. the captain's pick. Craig yeah, Kelly's that's captain. Scott Morrison's yeah, he, he got dropped in. That's good. So, so, so we, we miss out on the diversity in the lower house and, and because of some dickhead, you know, Yep. party deal between the left, right, and who knows whoever turned up first on a Monday mm. to to organise this stuff. Just get yourselves together, people, for God's sake. Look. Sorry. Yeah. I'm- but at least will. but it means um, we could have a Prime Minister, Christina Keneally, uh, at some point in the future. I'll have a but- prediction. The election after next, she's going to be PM. Look, delightful. Election after next, Christina I, I think she's, she's got to be first. In the New South Wales. You I heard think- it here first. Uh, numbers change. I don't know. I, 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 um, 
I still Penny Wong would be Numbers my dream. Penny, Penny Wong is the dream, but that's Penny, not Penny Wong is the dream, but like it's not happening. But also, if 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 uh, is Penny running at the next election? No, I no, no. No, no, I thought, I thought she's resigning. So she's if you, retiring. You, you, you lose Penny Wong and you mm. lose Christina Keneally, okay, Katie Gallagher is doing a de- is doing a good job in the Senate and doing a very good job on Senate estimates. But mm. like that's that's a that's lone it, voice in yep. in a, in numerous. Well, hopefully, committees. hopefully the point is, um, you know, if 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 the non coalition party was to win government, they would have more talent coming in. You know, you get more more good people coming in. That's the have you had a, have you had a word with them about that? Because um, I don't think I don't think they know that theory. Uh, uh, um. No, I'm telling you. So Scomo will win the next one, and we'll all vomit for Stop I don't it. know a month. Albo will step down, and halfway through that term, Christina will be punted up, and she'll win the election after next. But don't you reckon that like having Scott Morrison run against a woman would be the hardest thing? He for wouldn't him? know what the he fuck wouldn't have to a do. clue what to do. Yeah, but. Then you know we would have thought that about Tony Abbott. Um, you know, well he didn't, didn't he? No, he didn't, did he? In the end. No, he didn't. Yeah, he defeated Kevin Rudd in the end, didn't he? Of course. Yeah. yeah, he was. All right. Look, they've they've been populated by falling ass backwards leaders for the last few of them right now. Yeah. So, and Tony definitely fell ass backwards. So, um, oh look, Australia is is falling ass over backwards into power. Like absolutely, oh, we that's are ass over backwards. All right, you like you, you got any more any more things you need to get no, off your chest no, could, for this no, rare weekend like- cathartopod? I've emptied yeah, my chesticles. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much for making yourselves available on a Saturday afternoon because like, that would sketch Well, I was, I was going to catch up on extra work and do it for free while I'm oh, on totally. leave, but I yes. decided what the hell I'll do a podcast instead. Oh, my God. We're here for you, listener. This is, uh, yeah. this is Good Day Sausages. This is for you. For you. The, the podcast. For people. The podcast that's for the people of Australia. <laughs> All right. We'll be back at some point, listener. Yeah. See ya. We'll be back next week.